Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. Not exactly a review. I'm revisiting all of the Marvel movies starting at the very beginning for the first time since I saw some of these movies and thought I would give a little bit of a critical uh, essay on it. How about that? So when you're a movie collector, I picked it up uh, in the VHS days. I came home from college and got a job at Hollywood Show to Go, I think was the name of it. Two brothers owned two video stores in uh, Gwinnett County, north of Atlanta. And eventually they sold to Blockbuster, made a lot of money, and retired at a young age. (laughs) But in the meantime, I was working at a VHS video rental store before Blockbuster took over everything, when there were a bunch of little mom-and-pop stores. Uh, This was, I guess, 85. Um, And... The first movies came out that you could own, that you could purchase on VHS. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman, Crocodile Dundee were like the first two, I think. And so I've been a collector of movies through VHS, through DVD, through Blu-ray, and up through 4K. But over the years, I collect less and less of each format. Because I... At certain times during my radio career, it was just easier to watch a movie at home than go to, to find the time to go to see a movie. And then later in life, it's just become easier to stream things than go to a movie. But I still like that movie theater experience. But I always, from a young age, wanted that at home based on those early movies we all fell in love with. Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ghostbusters, Stripes, Animal House, whatever. You know, the, I always wanted to have copies of these movies. And so I moved up from VHS to DVD, you know. And these days, I don't buy everything. Everything on 4K. If it's a movie I really want, um, if, if the reviews are good, and it's it's definitely a, a you know a, a, an upgrade from any previous copy I've owned, then yes, if it's a favorite. But I don't blind buy as many movies and things like that as I used to. And Marvel movies are just ones that I see in the theater when they come out. I haven't seen Black Widow yet, but other than that, I saw everyone in the theater before. Um, and I can't say that about all movies. I do that for Star Wars, Marvel few other things these days. Um, and I'll make a point, especially if a group of people want to go to the movies. But anyway, long story short, when you collect movies, you always have a plan to watch them again. Um, if I put something in the collection that I really like, I'm like, down the road, I want to watch that. And as I've gotten older, it's like I let a few more years go in between watching it. And it's like watching it for the first time almost. Not something like Highlander that I've seen 20 or 30 or 40 times in my life or even Animal House. I have those movies pretty much memorized. But other movies, fringe movies that I saw once or twice, you know, um, wait a few years and it's almost a new experience. And it's fun to go into the library and go, oh, I I barely remember this. So as I've said in many podcasts, COVID has given me the time and a lot of other podcasters and YouTubers to go back to older movies. And man, I pulled out some movies that I've had for like a decade. Blu-ray's been around for a while. And things like uh, Unstoppable that I reviewed a week or two ago, it just... I remembered what the movie was about and liking it, but watching it again in with my modern eyes and that reviewer kind of thing on, um, what an exciting, fun movie it was, you know, that kind of thing. So it, with that in mind, I've always said about the Marvel movies, I would like to meet a friend, someone who's never seen these movies, and start from the beginning and really watch them through their eyes like it's the first time I've seen them. But now, you know, knowing what I know. So that opportunity has presented itself this past month and started very at the very beginning. Now, yes, I read Marvel comics as a kid, and as I've said in other uh, podcasts, I'm not a Marvel fanboy as such, but I look back at 99% of the comics in my drawer growing up were Marvel. Um, 
I like the Blade movies. I like the X-Men movies, you know. Um, not that I don't like Batman and Superman. I do, but I don't. they don't resonate with me as much as some of the other characters. That being said, the original Superman, um, uh, the Nolan Batman movies, these are, you know, classics, and, and I love them. And I like what Tim Burton did with it and that kind of thing. Um, but Marvel would be my, my wheelhouse, be my favorite, because, I don't know, Rewatching the movies from the beginning now, they did have a plan, uh, at least a minor outline, I would say. And that outline probably got thicker and fuller <laughs> as they went on because it appeared to. Watching the movies, trying to put myself, okay, I'm watching this for the first time. Let, let me, what I really see. First thing I noticed was how much I forgot of some of the quote unquote lesser movies. People look back on Iron Man 2 or 3 or Thor 2 or some of these and go, well, that was just okay. And, you know, rewatching them, something important happens in every one. They're all, they're all connective tissue. Oh, and like I said earlier, I was watching a, a, a film critic reviewer the other day who was saying that, you know, television has become that, that storytelling medium. But he also pointed out that I've watched six and eight hour miniseries that would have made a great two hour movie that sometimes they're taking movie ideas and stretching them out to the infinite length of, of some long term, long form storytelling. And Marvel's kind of created their own genre of long form storytelling. It's almost, um, episodic TV in one nature, but you've got cameos and, and, and things that relate to other things. And then you've got the last Avengers movie going back and making earlier movies relevant, uh, even more relevant than they were at the time. It, it, it It's unprecedented what's happened with that. And it's easy to go, well, I didn't like this movie or I didn't like that movie, so I'm not really a, a Marvel fan. But again, rewatching every single one all the way up through Endgame and about to watch um, Spider-Man Far From Home, they get better as they go. They get more of what we like in a Marvel movie as they go. Uh, John Favreau did amazing things with Iron Man 1. I had forgotten a lot of that movie. It still works really great to set everything up. And the little blurb at the end with Samuel Jackson's Fury coming in saying, I have an idea, and how they, they build on that. It's interesting, though, the additional after-credit scenes and mid-credit scenes, you know, most of them work perfectly. Some of them are throwaway and just funny. Um, and there was, like, one that was like, well, things didn't really work out that way going forward. They kind of did a course correction, but I think that's cool, too. Honestly, um, some of the weaker movies that I remembered as being weaker are stronger now. They hold up. I, I think they did know what they were doing at the time. They just didn't hit me at the time or the critics at the time as well. But like um, Iron Man 2 is one I remembered. I just didn't didn't remember much about it. Didn't really like it. Um, it wasn't one that I rewatched much, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Thor Dark World, I think, has still has some issues, but it's better than I remembered it, and there's some important things that happen in there. Um and then some interesting things. Black Panther, to me, needed a little editing. I would say Captain Marvel, too. Um, Marvel's gotten to a certain point where they want to squeeze as many Easter eggs and nods to other things and throwbacks to comics and, and all that for all of the fans. Some fans look for certain things in these movies. They're looking for the heart or the romance or the, the callbacks to the comics or whatever. Uh, Marvel is, is king at, at just stuffing these movies full of, of things to find, things to see, even in the background, even, uh, you know, you, you could, the, well... Go on YouTube, just look up Marvel spoilers, and there are millions of videos that just d 
<laughs> they go deep diving into these movies. And again, watching them as a fan, watching them as, as a, a, a podcaster kind of movie critic, nothing has ever been done like this in the tapestry of what they've created. Not every movie is my favorite. Not every movie is super strong. But the tapestry, when watched all together, just makes a great story, a great mythology, if you will. These are modern mythological tales. That's what we've always said about these comic book movies. It's We're not doing Hercules and Apollo stories anymore. We're doing Iron Man and Batman stories, but it's the same thing. Heroic people doing heroic deeds, trying to be better humans, um, etc., etc. Like I've said in other podcasts, comic book movies are not any different than science fiction movies or period pieces that will explore human conditions through the lens of these genres. And if you like romantic movies, well, you're going to get the storyline a little bit better. And if you like comic book movies, you're going to get the storyline a little better that way than the, you know, the opposite. But rewatching the Marvel movies, I, I am just... They're thrilling. They get to the point... Well, and they've always been exciting, but they get to the point because... And this is this would have been a detriment for anybody else who's tried to do it, i.e. look at the DC Universe. There's been some decent movies in there. The first Wonder Woman was good. I didn't hate Aquaman, although it got it, it was just overstuffed and got a little silly. Um, love the Nolan Batman movies. Um, the new Snyder Cut was really good of Justice League. Really enjoyed that. But DC tried to rush this whole process. They, they tried to just get to Justice League so quickly, and it took Marvel a few years and, uh, and introducing the characters in each in their own individual movies and then growing that and adding more characters as they went. And slowly they got to the point where they could do something like that. And and DC just seemed to, let's do it in four movies and see what we can do. And it's, I, I think that was... A lot of my friends and I still say if DC had just continued to make separate movies, don't try and make a universe, make Batman movies, make Superman movies and continue those universes. Let Nolan keep doing what he was doing. Let Snyder keep doing what he was doing. But don't try and do the cross pollination thing that Marvel had done because they've done it so well. Um, and, and you know, I, I've had some movie critics go over Endgame and, and uh, Infinity War and say these movies don't really work unless you've seen the other movies. Well, that, yeah, that's totally the point. We have gotten to the point in in movie dumb where the studios can make something for a segmented audience or, or a smaller portion of the audience, and hopefully it resonates with a larger audience. Obviously, they want these movies to make a billion dollars a piece if they can or more, but. It just goes to show you the power of their storytelling that they were able to weave this tapestry and make Endgame the biggest movie of all time. A movie that, if you haven't seen the previous movies, it really doesn't work. It, they don't explain a whole lot of stuff. It hits the ground running. It doesn't stop. Um, they visit other movies in that movie, not getting into spoilers, but after a couple years, you should have seen it by now. Um, you know, and, and it makes older movies relevant again. It They achieve the impossible. You know, it, it they subverted our expectations. That's not what we expected Endgame to be. But then uh, rewatching it, it was like, wow. You know, nobody has ever attempted to and pulled this off. And it wraps up with a nice, quiet, soft ending that's just completely cinematically satisfying. They're not high art and they're not supposed to be. But as I've discussed before in previous podcasts, we got to have popcorn movies. We got to have, you know, uh, this critic I was watching the other day, he's like, you know, you don't have to eat 
filet mignon every night. You eat other things. Sometimes fast food gets in there because it's just easy and quick. So there are movies like fast food that sometimes you have to enjoy. And yes, you can watch a lot of the Marvel movies on their own as a fast food treat and enjoy it. But I'm telling you, I if you're one of those people that's just, oh, I've just resisted it. It's comic book movies, blah, 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 blah. The, the friend of mine I'm watching this had no interest in these kind of movies at all. So I did a test. Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. And that was it. I had no problem selling any of the other movies after that. Um, yeah, those are showed out of sequence and whatever, but you know, it was like, well, I, I think this is gonna, this is gonna be the 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 gateway drug into the Marvel universe, if you will. And I was right. But rewatching Endgame, like I said, if your criticisms um, that it doesn't work as a solo movie, I'm fine with that. Um, there's a lot of sequels out there that don't work as solo movies. And this isn't even a sequel. What Marvel has done now is 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 just create this tapestry of, of this this mythology and this world and this universe, and they continue to do the world building work on it. And it gets more. They've smartened us up over the years. Iron Man is pretty basic film. Thor, the first one, pretty basic, you know, Greek tragedy kind of film. And you know, they're doing story. Even in in Captain Marvel, they did some storytelling things and stuff. That's not that movie gets a lot of criticism, but. You know, the the way that it starts and she has no idea who she really is and you're as confused as she is. I don't know. That's with somebody playing with millions, billions of dollars of revenue. Um, they t- they're taking chances with the movies now. And I'm excited to see because they took some chances in these new TV shows. And I'll, I'll get into that in another podcast. But filling in the blanks in between the movies. And now they've announced that the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that's coming in a year. Um, will not only be filmed on the same sets as Volume 3, but will relate to Volume 3, and you'll kind of need to see the holiday special to get into Volume 3, so to speak. Um, I think it's great. You know, DC, um, any other Transformers, G.I. Joe, any of the other IPs, any of the other giant mythologies out there that are based on toys or comics or, or previous TV shows or whatever, all want to do what Marvel has done. They've created this tapestry now. When they put Marvel Studios on something, there's a a lot of people who go see that movie regardless. And you know the movies have caught on because, again, Endgame works so well. A movie that really has no... You know, it really shouldn't exist. It's got way too many characters in it, way too much stuff going on, not enough exposition. It just goes, 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 goes for three hours. And at the end, you're exhausted, happy, sad. You've been through every emotion and you're drained, but it was a great experience. And I just, it's the it's the universe. It's the world building. It's, it's the plan that made this all work. So anybody who, who is in the DC camp these days, I hope, you know, they just continue to make good movies. Make another Joker. I, I even like Suicide Squad. You know, not Suicide Squad. Sorry, I didn't. I like the Harley Quinn movie, <laughs> Birds of Prey. Um, Suicide Squad. I saw it in the movie theater and was like, oh, this could have. There's potential here. I hope the new Suicide Squad's great. I, I love James Gunn's stuff, so we'll see. But it's become so apples and oranges now. I think the DC Marvel conversation needs to go away. One's not better than the other. They're so different from each other. It's. It just is what it is, and Marvel is, thankfully, they did what they did, and the the guys in charge put other geeks in charge, found other people who were fans, that kind of thing. We've got Sam Raimi directing a, a, a 
a Doctor Strange movie. I can't wait for that. And again, watching these re- movies, you know, you start out with Robert Downey Jr., who kind of restarted his career yet again with the first Iron Man movie. But then some of the other characters, you've got Anthony Hopkins, Robert Redford, Annette Benning. These are, you know, these are not these are not TV actors trying to make it big. These are classic movie stars and things who are who have lent Michael Douglas, who have lent their talents, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, who are now in the Marvel universe because, well, it's the storytelling. And what was it, a year and a half ago or whatever, Scorsese came out and said these are more like thrill rides, they're not real movies. I you know, I don't disagree with that to a certain extent, but again, you need bad movies, you need popcorn movies, you need comic book movies in your diet. You can't watch Academy Award winning heartfelt dramas every night, or at least I can't. I got to have some variety. Um, and I still watch those movies, but you know, this was an opportunity to revisit all the Marvel movies from the beginning. And I, I'm impressed even more so. Uh, some of the older movies that I had, I had kind of left on the shelf just as a completist. I have all these Marvel movies and steelbooks. Um, some of them I'd watch them again. They're just they're just well made from beginning to end. They're exciting. They're they're great emotional arcs and journeys for the characters. Marvel's done it right. And again, not from a fanboy perspective. They've changed some things as as all movies do from the source material. You know, Iron Man's not exactly what Tony Stark was in the comics. They 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 kind of glossed over the the alcoholism and a, most of the womanizing. Um, Doctor Strange is a little bit different. He was my favorite, but. Another critic said the other day that Marvel, pretty much how they act in the comic books, is pretty much how they act in the movies. So they did right by the comic fans, and yet they made movies that were accessible, at least the first few, the, the, the first phase. You can start with any of those and kind of get on with the train, so to speak. But for anybody who hasn't watched them, and I honestly, I don't know who that is, start at the beginning and just watch them in the order they were released because although that's not chronological, that's how they drop some of the Easter eggs and that's what's important. My love of the Marvel Universe has increased on rewatching it. Interesting, some of the things that I pointed out that, well, that could have been different or that could have been better that I didn't see the first times, but... For crowd-pleasing entertainment, these are the modern Star Wars movies. These are the modern Indiana Jones movies. These are the modern mythology movies that we all want to go munch popcorn and, and when the lights go down and whatever. And yes, I've heard that the Black Widow didn't come out as great as some of the others, but some of the other movies weren't as great. And she finally got one, and I'll see it soon and 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 do a review of it. But it doesn't change anything that's come before. And, and the last point I'll make is that that's always been something since I've been a movie fan, you know, uh, oh, the sequel's terrible and, and blah, blah, and, and people make such a large deal out of it. But if the sequel's terrible, forget about it. You know, it doesn't change that first great movie. Um, we never thought there could be a sequel for Aliens. And then Aliens, James Cameron came in and did something completely different. It's a completely different kind of movie and it's also great. Then we got to three and it wasn't so great. And that studio involvement and David Fincher and four and, and, and so on and so forth. But to me, when a great movie comes out and a bad sequel follows it or a couple of bad sequels, it doesn't change the fact that that first movie was great. And a few bad apples in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, none of them are that. There's not any movies that are terrible. Not one. You know, some are not my favorite. Some are a little overstuffed or overblown or whatever. But for the most part, there's not a bad movie in there. They're just varying degrees of how much I like them, varying degrees of good, if you will. So... I would start at the beginning and watch from the watch the whole thing. I've, I've got a friend in one of my groups online who's doing the same thing. He's like, it's great. I mean, it's you just 
for someone who knows what's going on to see these callbacks and these these throw forwards and these hints and these things you know it's just wow and then how it works into everything else there'll be a part two to this as i discuss the tv shows and 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 black widow and what's coming out after that um re-watching the marvel movies just makes me excited to see where they go from here especially after what they've done on tv so check them out that's my little essay 20 minute essay on marvel revisiting it after all these years in 2021 and really enjoying the experience again glad I have all these in my collection. I don't have to worry about streaming them or I could just pull the movies out and watch them. I'm still a fan of hard copies, people. It, they look better, sound better. If you're, if they're your favorite movies, go buy it, please. There, that's for the industry. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe wherever you follow podcasts and on YouTube. Got some more video things, some interviews, and of course, more podcasts coming your way. Have a spectacular day.